calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. So as you can see, the magnificent Keen produces only the finest of armors, even without my factory. In fact, you might say, Cleo, Cleo, that's the leg hole. Oh! No! Where? That's just your other leg! It's... Oh! Well! No, it will be backwards! A bit. Z, Z, Where? watch, watch out, watch, watch I out! Hold doing. on! I've put armor on before, Keen. You know, I've just, I think it all no, works you... the same. Oh, no! Not like this! The body in, the, like in the holes and You've then got the... The, that, the hover, the hover, the hover function! You, you're going up! What's happening? Oh, quickly, grab me! I'm going up! Oh, 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 oh. Welcome, everyone. Here it is. Another episode of The Backwater Bastards in Space. In Space. <laughs> you really made us wait for that. Oh, <laughs> at the edge of our seats. Well, damn, Dick, I am excited to be here. Oh, as am I. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm the Dungeon Master Dick. Uh, uh, those sultry, deep, deep. Tones over there, that's uh, Daniel, a.k.a. Dr. Z, the psychic jellyfish. And I am trying on hover pants, or hover things, something that hovers. And then just, just over there, we've, we've got Taylor, a.k.a. Cleo, the explosives expert bear. Wait, is this one a leg hole? <laughs> and yeah, I mean, we're exactly where, where you might think we are. The bastards have finally made their way to Midspace Station. They've got an, an, some sort of uneasy truce with Princess Zuzu and Dietz. I mean, a truce might be a bit stronger term, but they're certainly they're not trying to kill you just yet. Yeah, no death happening right at this moment, so that's a truce. That's pretty good for us. Yeah, that's and good. yeah, I mean, this has been this has been delayed for a while. Like you, you had to find Keen, you had to like 
help him reestablish himself on another station. You had to, you had to, oh, you yeah. had to pull out all the stops. Finally. I mean, when this becomes a video game, this is going to be that annoying part, you know, where you're just out of the tutorial zone and you get to see the cool armor that you, you've you seen in the, uh, in the adverts and in the trailers. And you're like, I'm going to get it. And then it sends you on a quest around the entire world before you're able to wear that cool armor. Ghost of Tsushima, I'm looking yep. at you. <laughs> Classic. I am also looking at you. Yeah. Thank you for awarding me the cool armor after I needed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right at the end of the game. <laughs> I have 13 <laughs> seconds left to wear now it. Now that you've already played it, here's the cool shit. <laughs> here's the stuff. Yeah. It's like Metal Gear Solid 2 when you get the fucking katana at the end. It's like, this is the coolest fucking thing. Why couldn't I have this like halfway through the game? Yeah. Well, then yeah. they hit you with that, hey, you can replay the whole game now and we'll let you keep that. Yeah. And yeah. you can try it again with that new cool yeah. thing that Imagine we gave you. Imagine how easy everything's going to be now. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> want that. <laughs> I already know what happens. Yeah. I just wanted to look cool in the first place. <laughs> We've done the escort quest and the retrieve and the and the solve the mystery. We've got Keen back. Now we get the cool shit. But the game's not over. It's just starting. Just yes. starting. This is the first day of the rest of our lives. So oh. Midspace was much as you remember it. Coming out into things, you you passed um <gasps> Big the, the, the cart rental rental saleswoman. Oh, good, good for him. him. You passed the bar where you we both of you first meet met Dietz. We'll yeah. be back there later. You sort of yeah, you go down the streets, there's little little hover cars all over the place. There's you know, people from a myriad of species. You obviously see like a lot of humans, a lot of synths. A lot of wraiths, a lot of um, darks, they're everywhere. We're back. It's so good to be back. But obviously the first port of call is Keen's new place of operations. Oh, yes. So you uh, you made your way several blocks downtown to, uh, to Keen's place of operations. And the building is not nearly as grand and ridiculous as what he had on on Prospect Town. But it, it will work, you know. It's, he's basically, he's managed to get himself... The entirety of a block of flats. Oh, and wow. there's already like a sign out front that is the uh, the sideways K of Keen. But this time it's just made out of scrap. Like Ooh. it is literally like just these steel girders, industrial boltings all the way along it in place of the diamantes, just holding it there above the door. Okay. The door is just a just a regular sort of big double door that goes into what would have been the lobby of this block of flats, but. You can see that the bottom floor has already been completely converted into a showroom. There's not a lot on display here yet. There's obviously, like, whatever it was that um, Keen and his people were able to salvage and steal away from his old operations. But he does have those three synths and some of the, uh, the tall aliens are sort of at work getting things together, putting things out. It seems like Keen is open for business. Heck. And he has, like, quite a strong name recognition behind him. So the chances are he's probably already got some new clients, but he was ready to drop everything the instant you walked in the door. Looking up from some plans, he, he quickly is like, Cleo, Z, come with me, and invited you back into what he is calling his, uh, his fitting suite. Ooh. And so the two of you walking into the fitting suite, he has a, like, just a ragged curtain that dropped, revealing the two armors. And they are... Magnificent. <gasps> Despite yes. not having access to all of his, um, all, all of all of the funds, all of the you know the factory workers and so on, it looks like Keen has personally put in all the finishing touches, possibly all of the touches on this gear. And it's 
it's as you remember it, but this time it's real. It's shiny. It's it's heavily armored, but still somehow sleek. Ooh. Cleo's uh, this full suit of, of bear armor, complete with you know, fingerless armored gloves that allow bear claws to poke Ooh. out. Heavy all-terrain boots. Those Gundam wings that look as though they'd be good for gliding from yes. building to building if she were oh, perhaps shit. dexterous enough to manage that sort of maneuver. Oh, shit. This bear got wings. You can see it's got power sources built in there. It's, it's, it's well designed oh. for uh, further upgrades. And it has just holsters everywhere. And we're talking like these little robot holsters. So now you know, if Cleo picks up a grenade and just sort of brings it to the uh, sort of the, the diagonal grenade belt. Something latches out and just grabs it. <gasps> Damn. Almost serendipitously, just sort of on the upper chest, just almost like, you know, if, if she were to look down with her nozzle and open this thing up, there's a little tray, a little sort of uh, mechanical pocket that opens up. There's the perfect size for perhaps a, uh, a few fistfuls of prawn candy or maybe half a sandwich. <laughs> maybe an entire sandwich if it was jammed in. Yes. It's candy pocket. It's a snack pocket. Oh, yes. yes. Oh. Z, on the other hand, is greeted by what is basically like this sort of magnificent throne. It's uh, a very, like, oh. an egg, egg-like. It's sort of, it has armored sections that come up around sections of it, but it is basically like this little sort of egg cup with these three powerful tentacle-like legs and a, uh, a jet propulsion system. Heck Yes. You can see this thing is armored, powered vessel that has places to attach energy shields and so forth. But it is obviously designed to house the honey boy in a, in a sort of a, a spherical form, at, its, oh. at least at its baseline, sitting in this, in this cup. Oh, heck. So it's just sitting in the cup with jelly going out these three holes to be like jelly legs. No, no, the, the le- it has mechanical legs oh. and, a, and a hover thing built into the, into the chair. Oh, my but then the honey boy oh sits on there as well, able to do whatever it wants to do. I'm here for that. Oh, yes. What color is Z's? Because mine is red and, like, sky blue. Red and sky blue? They're both red and sky blue. <gasps> we oh, match. you got yes. matching gears. Branding! And so it was with some difficulty that the two of you, not some small amount of assistance from Keen, managed to get yourselves into these things and actually, like, operating them with some vague level of cohesion. Uh, Z, for his part, finds that now that he is able to hover, it's it's hard to resist trying to fly. The problem oh is, this thing doesn't really fly. So hey. it, it hovers up, but once it, once it gets up beyond about a meter and a half to two meters, it starts wobbling and shaking. If it gets any higher than that, it's like, likely to flip and shoot yes. back down at the ground. Yes. So okay. <laughs> he, he has to consider it's like he can he can float over obstacles, he can hover around, he can get a lot of places. He can even use that for bursts to jump to quite high heights. This is bringing back that jump from D&D and Featherfall. <laughs> oh my god. But beyond that, it's uh it's it's not a flying device. It's not a proper jetpack. It's not designed for that sort of thing because there is just the single unit doesn't have that kind of balance. I'm already hearing the Jetson noise. Yeah, exactly. He's George Jetson. <laughs> <laughs> um, so can I pull the legs in and just hover and then have the legs out to walk as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And the legs are kind of, the idea is that you've got three of them, so they're there to sort of like steady things as you're hovering about. So you can, like, you can scuttle ah. along on the legs or you can just hover and sort of like scooch with the legs. I could even fold the legs. You're like a tripod. And just hover if I, uh, if I wanted to look royal. 
But the oh, idea yeah. is like if, if you're hovering and someone comes in and like shoves you, you're just gonna go flying back. So the legs are there so that you can also ah. you can also hang on to the ground and not great power also comes great opportunity for natural ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a there's a lot of things that can go wrong here, but you find like, once you understand how it works, it is quite intuitive. So hovering about, floating about, minor obstacles, like you know, like if there was like a like a I don't know, like a pool of acid or something, you'd 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 be away laughing because you just go, whoa over top of it I love it Dickie the, the jelly the jellyfish is becoming more and more jellyfish fishy uh, oh yeah let's put let's put you in armor that suits your body type I love it look at that Heck yes. speaking that. of which Cleo's armor it took her a while to get to grips with it because it is just this big one piece jumpsuit with these armored sections that are ready to sort of just, you know, iron man themselves together once she's inside. Michelle Visage is not going to be happy about that, Cleo. Oh! <laughs> What's that? Another corset? Another jumpsuit? <laughs> another, another, another onesie? <laughs> once you've got a head around the notion that there's these sort of big, like, human-like boots that are obviously, like, designed to... To give her a bit more of a uh, a noble stature, to make her look a bit more like you know, yeah. Like this. I don't think Cleo's ever had shoes. Oh my god, you got huge boots! And then the the, the fingerless gloves actually just armored front and backs with like sections for bear claws to come out for bear clawing. Fuck. That's pretty cool. That's wicked. That's it becomes cool. a bit more obvious as like how to get into it because she was crawling in the wrong way with her head, you know, like stuck in the in the butt flat with this, you know, like you can't really fit it through. But once oh, yeah. you've got your hands around it, it makes a lot of sense, and it. Again, pretty intuitive. It's, this thing is designed to hold a lot of weapons. Oh it's, my God. it's just perfect for just getting a gun and just going zoop and slopping it on there. It's got a lot of a lot of storage capabilities just built into the suit. I'm going to think that Cleo is still going to need to carry around a big old bag for bombs, but uh, for ready to go snap and snap and chuck kind of uh, devices, this thing is uh, like an entire suit that's like Batman's uh, utility belt. You know oh, what I'm saying? That is so cool. Is there a tail hole? There has to be a tail hole. Oh, is the yes. tail armored? Ah! <laughs> How would that even look? I don't like, know. Like, wait, what does a bear tail look like? It's like a little... It's a little... A little... Like a little flap. A little tuft. Like a little b-hole flap. Yeah. <laughs> so then the armor would be like... <laughs> Just a little flap <laughs> Yeah, bear flap. tails are just like a little flap, aren't they? I think so. Yeah, I mean, they just are. I'm yeah. looking at them right now. Short, stumpy tails. What do you think the purpose of it is? Probably to keep bugs from going in your beehole. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, it's probably just to just to flick just to flick bugs away from bugs your ass. Be liking beeholes, yeah. and bears don't be liking bugs in their beeholes, so they made. You know tails. what's weird though? We don't have that. Yeah, because we got our cheeks. hands can reach back there. We got bongody bonk cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Actually, most most creatures don't have most proper creatures. Butts, it's do just. They? Anus fucking facing the, the the bare earth, you know. Humans have got the fucking donkadonks that like keep it. Like, we can yeah. just be like, no <laughs> bugs getting in here while I walk like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely why bugs don't go in your butt. Exactly, two hundred percent. But finally, after some wrangling and some some explaining and some like begging Doctor Z to just read the instructions that were included. Good luck. Eventually, Keen manages to get you sort of, you know, sorted and on your way and lines you up. Now the two of you, if you will stand in front of this backdrop, I need my initial uh, my initial promotional materials. I, I I hope you will not be adverse to being the new faces of Keen Armory. Oh my 
God, white. This is... Yes. Like, like, like in the window at, at Fat Beast? Uh, I might not be using Fat Beast to advertise, but yes, that you, I think you have the idea of it, Cleo. See? Cleo. We're going to be on the wall. Cleo? Somewhere. I am feeling like a million bucks. Strut it, baby. Start striking different poses. I would like to imagine that Cleo's making a lot of like robot sounds. Yeah. And I start like posing with Cleo using the uh, hydraulics. The hydraulics and the legs and the shape to try and silhouette Cleo's awesome frame. Uh, and we're just. Bum, 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 bum. Yes, yes, yes. I, 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 will, I will set up the camera. Just. You will take off the hats for a little while, right? What do you mean, the hats? Both wearing these... These are trophies of one of our greatest achievements. These terribly gosh hats. Uh, please, my friends, uh, humor me. Humor your friend Keen. Look, I I don't know if you know this, but we're actually famous now from this somewhere. The hats stay, Keen. Uh, we, we can remove them in, in the post yet. Uh, uh, very well, the hats the hats can stay. Um, <laughs> right, let's, let's, let's snap some... Some quick promo photos. Uh, gun out, maybe, clear. We want to look oh. you ready for war, after all. Gun out, buns out. <laughs> oh, dear. Cleo obviously does have a robotic butt flap built into the suit. Are you kidding me? I mean, if you're in a jumpsuit, you're going to need the drop seat. going to need it. Oh, my glob. I'm going to get, like, all my stuff out. I'm going to have the blaster, like, on my shoulder. I'm going to have the ghost axe, just, like... Some bombs around me. Heck. I'm gonna just lights are on. This thing is activated. The wings are like not. The wings. wings are there's a couple flexed. shots with the wings all the way out, and there's a couple Whoa. shots where the wings are like half. The little you know. visor that slides around to protect your eyes from the sun. You know. Oh, what? Just one of them too? Oh, heck. I mean, you gotta have it. Oh my so God. I'm thinking like she doesn't have like a full-on helmet, but she's kind of got like a neck part that comes all the way, all the way up exactly the back. That's exactly the best kind. You can have hands-free communications that pop out. You can have the the, the shades that pop out just from this from just sliding around. Also, from behind. an explosive expert has to be wearing that that kind of like explosive protection armor where it's got the huge neck guard, you know, and the big shoulder guards. Protect your neck. Protect your neck. Protect you think it's a neck, neck guard, but it's really just obviously like a snack snack receptacle. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it actually... Harmonica in there. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, some other shit that... Like, I mean, it's really, like, a snack receptacle and, like, it's to hide that one neck roll. Yeah, fair enough. You know, for, for picks. And mystery. You got mystery. Mystery is really important if you're a space vigilante. Like, or any tabletop RPG. I mean, Strider set the bar high, you know? Everyone wants to be sitting in the corner of the tavern just, like, smoking a pipe. <laughs> Like, hey, I know exactly what to do. Follow me and don't make any mistakes. <laughs> you know? Like. <laughs> if you see a stranger with a neck accessory, follow them. <laughs> you know? They've got a quest. Yeah. Bounty. So yeah. anyway, after seeing the two of you posing in his his first independent creations, he, he starts getting into it a bit and he's yelling out instructions for you, okay. for you to pose. Okay. Heck yes. Insinuating that you, the two of you truly are working it. <laughs> we know. There's a there's a little just a little um <laughs> little orb floating around just taking photos from many angles. The two of you you have been positioned in front of just a plain white wall. It's like a three point lighting just has turned on. So it's just okay. the two of you just in space in front of white, which is 
quite different from the old Keen aesthetic. You kind of get the impression this is this is more of the true Keen coming out. You're going to go for like you know, these, these sort of filthy space pirates in front of this this minimalist background is is a bit more of the real Keen. Oh, I'm into it. I am so into this. And yeah, he's, he's keen to have sort of you know some third party accessories in there just to sort of dress the shot and. Some, some 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 wild poses. How does he feel that uh, the K2K2 ghost axe is on display? Well, he doesn't know for sure that that's a K2K2, so okay. he's gonna. All right. Because obviously, this is something. This isn't something that K2 was famous for. He's never made it before. So can I be in the uh, behind Cleo with like the legs stretched out, like standing there? I've got like my uh, jelly holding out my energy blades, and I'm sitting in the middle of all of this inside the dish, inside the jelly. I've got the Dirty Skulls jacket around my jelly body, and I've got the the trucker cap situated on what would be my head, and I've got my energy blades firing. I'm just like, heck. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, I, I love the idea that Keen is kind of turning from, I don't know, Versace into uh, fucking Vivian Westwood or something. Like He's, he's, he's changed his, uh, his tone. Mm. This is the evolution of free Keen. Yes. <laughs> the emancipation. Honestly, like loads of loads of high fashion is fucking punk rock as fuck these days, isn't it? It's kind of hard to, yeah. kind of hard to call any of them like fucking like bastions of class anymore. They're much more like fucking filthy weird artists. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about it. All the like Met Gala stuff that's been popping up on social media. Yeah. Oh my god. There's all sorts yeah. of mad shit. I love it. That's the one thing that I pay attention to that celebrities do. When they wear weird clothes. Yeah, I like it a lot. Oh, I love what um, Little Nas X was wearing. Yes, the, the triple costume change. Yeah. With yeah. the Medusa armor. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that cape. Too cool. Jeez. Jeez. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That's very good. Oh, yeah, that is cool. I'm just like, pose. Pose. I pose, know. This is pose, kind of our moment, actually. Pose. pose. Wait till Z1 sees this. Pose. <laughs> Boris can put. This is the one thing Boris can put yeah, on Boris, his blog. Yeah, Boris, blog it now. <laughs> blog it now. Tell us how many likes we get. <laughs> get it out there. Get it out there immediately. Boris and Trevor, for their past, have sort of been hanging back. But you you see, as you're posing, that one of Keen's assistants has already come up and sort of like mouthing to them, not wanting to interrupt the photo session, pulling them over and just putting out this, this filthy big brown paper bag, digging around it, and then throwing the two of them some sort of fabric in the same dark red and sky blue oh yeah and like rather sort of begrudgingly trevor pulls on jacket you know like takes off his zarg furs and pulls on this jacket and zips zips up a flight jacket for his part boris double thumbs up stripped down to his his little tidy whities almost immediately and pulling himself into this engineer jumpsuit zipping the thing up with a big giant (laughs) zip that goes all the way up Boris is all the way in. <laughs> Boris. And the, the, the two of them stand, like, look in the big full wall mirrors at themselves and their, uh, their little bastard colours. Oh. Do they like it? I love it. Is Trevor happy? Trevor is trying to look sullen, but you can see he's checking out the jacket. I mean, basically, he's he has gone from, like, shitty mercenary gear to a keen combat outfit. Fucking a great pilot outfit bespoke jacket. Heck, there's no denying that it is an upgrade. So as as oh. little as he wants to be uh, dressed by someone else, he, uh, you know, the, the utilitarian in him and also kind of the uh, the wannabe cool guy in him is, is, is just a little bit too chuffed. This is, you know, like the smile he's trying to hide as he keeps finding, clothes, you know. New clothes, man, new clothes. Make you feel good. More more pockets and like, you know, realizing, you know, that he's he has some of that same technology that Cleo does when he attaches the two pistols and it's like, you know, oh, 
Yes. Begrudgingly nodding to one of Keen's associates, instead of giving them a little pat and a thanks. Hey, he could still wear the bear furs on top of the jacket, though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. don't go thinking he won't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reckon that jacket, like that clean, keen look with the bear furs on top and then, like, laser guns attached to him, like, that's fucking... Amazing. Yeah, well, you've got that sort of, you know, that rough, rough meets uh, tidy kind of combo. Uh, I love it. Combo. It was like how, like, in the 90s, like, loads of superheroes, like, you know, they'd have, like, their, their fucking bright-coloured spandex, and then they'd have, like, this brown leather jacket over the top. Yeah, yeah I remember it that. It was a real thing. Hid the entire identity. I don't think it was to hide the identity, though. I think it was just to be cool. Oh, right. You're talking about, like, Gambit and stuff, you know, like... Got yeah, the like clean... Gambit and Rogue and... Yeah. That's true. Gambit was definitely... Yeah. That was, but it was. I mean, every superhero in the nineties did that shit. It you had to have a jacket, and I like. You had to have a jacket. Had to have a jacket. You had to have a jacket. You didn't have a jacket. Who were you? Yeah. No one. After a, a whole bunch of preening and um, Keen finally sort of like nodding that he, he probably has what he wants, already sort of getting in there to touch things up. You can see that the hats immediately are like stripped away digitally, and he's uh, tidying up the shots, getting some watermarks on there. A shame it would have increased his renown in um in part in Barter Town and um Prospect Town. It's true, well, but I mean he's he's, he's going for he wants <laughs> he wants to get in on bigger fish now, eh? He's moved to the big city. Ah, uh, fair enough. But you know, he's losing his roots. He was a big fish in a small pond. Now he's getting ready to be, you know, the armorer of midspace. After a, a whole lot of preening, a whole lot of sorting, Keen finally like files the photos away and says, now the two of you, if you ever have any troubles with the equipment, you come to me. You, you don't come to reception. You walk straight past reception. You come to me. Wherever I am in the building, I'll see to it. Oh, Keen. Now, wow. on top of that, we never had our pancakes. So expect That's true. an invitation for pancakes at some point to seal all of this deal. Well, that's part of it. Now that I'm setting my own hours, I suppose. Boris, I hope you get your uh, get your recipe out again because uh, Boris, oh, quite the pancake. Yes, yes, this is the I, I can make pancakes again tonight if you like. But did you see? Did you see my new outfit? Look at this! Oh, matches yours, Cleave. What is that? Let me see. Wow, wow, what is that? Zip all the way. Boris, that is. Look at that. Look at this. this. And Boris whips the zip all the way down, <laughs> exposing bare chest, slightly sort of a pot belly. Now, there we go, Boris. That's more like what I'm used to seeing. Wow. But I, well, I, can, I can wear it in different, depending on the temperature, you see. Oh. See, now that. That's keen design. Keen, that's keen design. design. I think it's, it's a very clever design principle. Keen is sort of like, Looking with a very worried look at Boris, as Boris has now left the zip just below the belly button with a very, very wide V plunging neckline. Oh, yes, his nipple piercing showing and everything. <laughs> Boris, what a guy. You are Boris. such a fine Boris. I'm so glad we have you here. Various scars from, like, you know, years worth of welding accidents. From just who he is as a person? Just from being Boris. <laughs> Boris, you look amazing, and Trevor, quite dashing. Yeah, thank, thank you. Now that looks well, like I, somebody I, that can fly. Look at that. that. Looks like I do like it. it's got a, it's got a lot of pockets. It's got a lot of pockets, and that's 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 all I really need. So do uh, it. Thanks, Keen. Thanks, Keen. Hold I, on. I d- Let me see. You didn't have to, but yes, show us the pockets. What are you going to put in them? How many pockets? How many pockets? Well, 
I haven't even found them. Instead of unzipping the jacket and opening out one side, you can see it's like got this uh, this very sort of silky uh, cream cream coloured lining inside, Ooh. but then very secret looking like snap pockets. And he's sort of like pulling them all open, and they've all got <gasps> these sort of these techy uh, magnetised oh pockets inside. Oh, Cleo's nosing around on them. Get get quite a lot in there, I think. Um, wow. Perfect. I got one too. I got one too. Hold on. I'm going to activate the snack pocket. <laughs> look at that. See that? Cleo's going to angle down so he can look in it. See how far back that goes? Look at that. Oh. Figure I can I can put like at least like 28 pancake in there. Yes, complete snack coverage. Oh, I was thinking you could put a, perhaps some some lock lock picking tools in there and then you could you could free yourself with your mouth if your hands were tired. Trevor, yeah, well, I mean, I could also f- I could I also feed some, myself. Cleo, sometimes I just don't think Trevor understands why things are made the way they are. Clearly, that's near. Trevor, if you're that's near Cleo's mouth for a reason. You don't put Trevor. If he was in trapped, exactly. If he was trapped, exactly, Cleo. You better make sure you got something to eat. Got something why to what? eat, exactly. Trevor, you just don't get it, do you? Trevor, that's wild. Why would you put lot? I don't why? understand what you. <laughs> sometimes, Trevor, you just really you go from being up here. You're just immediately <laughs> confusing me. That made me hungry, actually. Yeah, well, you know well. what? Open that pocket, clear. <laughs> now that's an emergency. Emergency snack because Being Trevor's bloody hungry. confused us all again. Bloody Damn. humans. Trevor, I hope you ain't never trapped because you'll starve. He will starve. Well, not if I free myself immediately. Well, there's a trap after that trap. Everybody knows that. There's always more traps, Trevor, but there's never more snacks. <laughs> Well, you're probably right on that front. You better make sure that one of those pockets got a snack. That's my advice to you. Yes. As an elder. As an elder. <laughs> How old is Cleo? Uh, I don't... I have no idea. I don't <laughs> think Cleo is, like, that old, but I feel like in on Dias, they probably don't have, like, the same life expectancy as, <laughs> like... I, I kind of feel like, you're like, she's, like, she's, like, been an adult, like, since she was, like, fucking, like, mid-teens pretty yeah. much yeah. on Dias. It's like... So she's I probably feel like, on like, Dias, yeah, like teenagers that, are probably like, that's it. Like, yeah, there you yeah. are, you know, and, and there probably are a couple old people, but like an actual proper old person probably seems like yeah. the village elder. Yeah. This is Tom and he's been alive since we've 15 existed. years. <laughs> <laughs> Before you know it, uh, Keen has escorted the four of you back into the shop floor where he can't help but start sort of, you know, no, 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 you've got that wrong way. Yes, yes, yes. the K is always sideways. Right. That's, that's, you know this. How long have you been working for me for for 10 hours already? You should know my logo at the very least. It's What's hard to get about? good help around here, I tell you. Yes. Yes, that's, yes, obviously facing down. Okay, don't, don't let me see you make that mistake again. It's only above the front door. See? Yes, clear. See? Yes, yes, clear. Is that how you do a K? Uh, it is not what how is you do K? a K. I think he's. I think Keen is trying to be a bit, uh, well, uh, quirky. Am I with a K? What? No. Clear, you're with a Klee. Okay. Alright, just asking. Yes, well, don't worry, I'll let you know. I was know gonna next take time. a picture of that. <laughs> so I can remember. No, no, you've got it. I'm, I'm very sorry, friends. I, I really must deal with this next emergency, but 
You won't be leaving. You won't be leaving midspace immediately, correctly? Heck no. Heck no, we just got here. Well, then the magnificent Keen and his new compatriots will hit the town. <gasps> Are you kidding? Are you serious? No, I, I can't take you right now, but what could you be back here? Perhaps it, uh... Dick, don't play. We're too excited What now. do we say? Uh, four hours before dawn? We'll be there, Keen. Oh, my God. Well, then, be about your business in the city. I I trust you know where you want to be. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> I've already been invited to some fantastic spots. Oh, shit. And now the intrigue begins. Z, you know that he can get into places that we don't even know is here. But, clear, we're going to need to impress him by taking him somewhere that he doesn't know is here. We better go hacking scouting right now. Best place we ever been is... It's Dietz's. Well, we could, we could probably take them to Dietz's place. It's a pretty cool place. It's pretty fancy. It's a pretty nice place. We got place. thrown out of there real quick. Yes, well, you know, I'd mean, like to see them throw us out now. We. I mean, Harry likes it there, so... Harry's a smart gent. That means it's nice, right? Yes. If Harry likes it. <laughs> yes, yes, Harry is of the upper classes, of course. Yeah, that's right. Harry... Harry knows what... They lack. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm as interested in impressing Keen as the rest of you. But, well, don't you think we should look about finding some work now that we're here? Oh. Not to mention a, a permanent place to park the ship. Well. Oh man. As far as work goes, Trevor, I'm already a step ahead of you. Check this out. Pull up the uh, hollow that shows the uh, job that I found. Someone needs escorting. <laughs> Easiest quests in the game. <laughs> That's what you think? <laughs> See, every time I think you're distracted or lost in, lost in your usual idiocies, you, you remind me uh, that you're a very organized fellow, aren't you? And Trevor, the best bit is, I've already organized for us to meet them in the arcade, so we're going to be winning some tickets, baby. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> Trevor, remember, we could talk about it any time. Collectibles, lining, you know, color coordination. Oh, Cleo, you missed it. We had such a great chat. Well, yes, maybe you should tell Cleo about it. Let's let's get on our way then there, shall we? Uh... <laughs> what now what about snacks though? Now I could tell you something. I could tell you something about snacks. Trevor, come back here. <laughs> Trevor, hold on. I c- <laughs> Trevor! Yes, I'm listening, I'm listening. Just 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 keep up. <laughs> and uh as Trevor Kind of flees away. Keen, Keen gives you sort of like a nod and a wave, but immediately turns back to his work. He's got an entire empire to rebuild, after all. And the four of you stroll back out into the streets of Midspace, now looking a whole lot more fly than you when you walked in. Oh, and matching, fuck yeah. like clearly a squad. I love it. Oh my god, this is my dream. Yeah, yeah, you were like a ragtag bunch of misfits. Not anymore. Now, you're a ragtag bunch of misfits with a uniform. Oh, heck. (laughs) Well, you found the only way to say it that made me question it. (laughs) Hey, that's my job. Oh, I love it. No, I still like it. I still like it. We look so good. And so the four of you strut down the street in your new wares. Cleo still shouldering the ghost axe and her gun. Because, I mean, it's open carry. That's mid-space. It's not like she's the only one doing it. Most of the other people doing it are like sort of yeah, like one-eyed, one-eyed bloody space pirates and like black leather trench coats and things like edge lords. But uh, 
you know. Not us. Cleo pulls it off. She is uh, a bear. <laughs> oh. It's basically, you put it, put in any weapon on a, in a bear's hands and it looks cool. Yeah, a bear can pull off anything. Dr. Z is in between, sort of like just hovering along with three tendril legs crossed, like <laughs> smugly, just like, that's yes. kind of like leaning back, this gang biker jacket just <laughs> floating oh down God. the street. Peak cool. And then every now and then sort of noticing that Trevor is getting on a bit more of a strut and then sort of oh. bringing down two of the tentacle legs to imitate a, a cocky human strut on them as well. Oh, I'm yes. trying so hard not to hear staying alive. <laughs> and Boris, in the meantime, is oblivious to everything and just walking Boris's tune. Just fucking... <laughs> yeah, I mean, Boris is the only one who's out of step, really. Like, Because Trevor is kind of like... Of course he is. Trevor has got just that perfect strut, like... He's practiced it. You can imagine it's like a one, two in his mind as he goes. Oh, um, yes. Boris, on the other hand, is tripping over himself every now and then. You know, he keeps adjusting the height of the zipper on his jumpsuit. Like, you know, as he feels slight changes in temperature, he feels a little bit of a breeze. And he's like, oh, zip it up a little bit. Oh, zip it back down again. And, it, you, know, the th- you know, you're also like looking it's down the street, like, you know, like, making sure, making sure everyone is like taking notice. Oh. Boris doesn't realize anyone's taking notice. He's sort of like looking in shop windows and things like that. <laughs> Zipping that zip. Beep, uh, bop, boop, bop, beep. <laughs> and I'll, uh, while we're walking down, I'll, uh, I'll suggest to the crew, now we're going to need to find a place to call home. Headquarters, if you will. Bastard. HQ. Like a cave. Like a cave, exactly. So we actually are officially going by bastards now then. I guess we've been going by the name bastards for a while, Tr- Trevor. Keep up. Okay, okay. Well, I, I wasn't aware. I, just, I've just got to adjust my, my feeling. Okay, I'm, I'm a bar- member of the bastards. Oh God. Okay, <laughs> fine, fine. I can, I can work with this. What would you call us, Trevor? Yes, Trevor. What cool name would you go by? Well, I mean, the mean ass pilots. Yes. I mean, couldn't we be like a, you know, like a, the, the, the bird killers? You're right, you're right. I, it's just, I, I, for I, someone who's so cool. Let me think about I mean, it. That ain't bad. That ain't, that ain't bad. <laughs> no, no, I, now that I hear it out loud. Trevor, don't worry. We'll paint it on your jacket. Yes, we'll paint over the hero. Later. Bird killer, if you want us. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's fine. It's, really is fine. All right, well, we'll do it when you're sleeping We'll put then. by Trevor. Yes. Trevor's idea. <laughs> Bird. Bird killer. Brackets. Copyright. Trevor. Trevor. Exactly. Well, if we're going to have a bastard HQ, it needs to be the plenty of space for a workshop because I've got some big ideas. Oh, see, now I like that. We need to start brainstorming some ideas of town. Now pull up a map of, uh, of mid-space area and we can start, like, narrowing our search. Put, put food nearby. Food nearby, all right. Okay, that's all I have. I imagine that like cuts off a part of the map. It narrows up like so. You've got like all the slums, which is all just cheap, nasty accommodation. None of that is a problem. You can't park a ship in there without knocking out a bunch of interior walls, or like Keen has done. Mm. But you know, we're probably gonna have to bust up the ceiling. I mean, yeah, I I, I would. I'm happy to leave it open to needing some DIY. Like we could, we could get in there and build. I think we're gonna need a fixer upper. Yeah, we need a fixer. There is a very like there's a there's a big section of you know the light side of um, mid space that is just it's 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 kind of too entrenched Princess Zuzu land. Like there's just there's gang bases everywhere. They're not even trying to hide it. I feel like we're gonna need to go into the dark side for this. Now the dark side is a tricky thing because the dark side is all like just these skyscrapers, and it is. uh, 
it is sort of a, a land of constant night. It's a, it's a, Ooh. it's a tricky place to get set up in. You don't really know Ooh. like anything about it. How, how you rent it or anything like that. It's uh, as far as you know, it's all squatted over there, which okay. has its pros and its cons. Obviously, it's very cheap, but also obviously other people might just try and move in. What about the Shadowlands? Like the uh, the gray the gray line between the two. Is there any like? Is that a good? Good area. So once you get to the line between the two, the main thing you're going to find are people that have burnt bridges with Zuzu, or people who have um people who have like managed to save up some money and get out of the slums. It is kind of a land ripe for reclaiming. There are already a lot of big warehouse spaces from what was obviously um, sounds pretty good. Like perhaps military production back in the Mm. the olden times, back before this was mid space. It's, It's hard to say, but there are a lot of big open warehouses. I'll zoom in on that part of the map and look at Cleo and say, Cleo, it's uh, not a bad area. So looking around there, like most of these are just these big things. Like a lot of them are like filled with old junk that apparently comes with it if you rent it. Uh, a lot of them have, look like they're sort of, you know, like kind of hangers. Wait, it comes with stuff? We love that. The real problem with uh, most of these places is they are very far from food. Like there's, there's no food to be seen, but there, you suddenly, you sort of spot Kind of a almost like a shanty town, like a, like a a village within the city, almost this sort of this weird little hotspot, and you can tell because um there's like you know some of those little points of like businesses in this area, and there's not many, but you do see that there is some sort of cafe. I mean, if we have to take a speeder to the food, yeah, we got the Red Rover. I might I might make that that sacrifice. Next to that cafe, there are many warehouses. Some of them are Ooh. occupied. It's impossible to tell like what they're doing in there. The one downside is every single one of these warehouses, the landlord is going to be Princess Zuzu. Oh, damn it, oh, Dick. Okay. I don't know if I want her as a landlord. I'm worried about that. I'd rather live somewhere where there's no food. Okay, Dicky. if I were to type into that search and try and find the nearest place in the Shadowlands that isn't Zuzu-owned, what will we find? So it takes a bit of work. You, as you start digging into this, you realize that Zuzu owns most of the light side of Midspace. A lot of things are just directly in her name. A lot of things in sort of like these dummy names. So like there's, there's things in Deet's name. There's things in um, Uzu's, which is clearly just Zuzu backwards. <laughs> it's a good drink though. There's things, uh, <laughs> there's, a thing, there's things in um, Midspace Corporation, which is obviously just the um, the front that she uses for her, her okay. gangland empire outside of this planet, you know, to trade with other people that are, are willing to trade with them, which is not many. You know, the, the Terrans wouldn't, wouldn't consider it, but some of the Wraith Warlords have no qualms about doing that sort of thing. So you, you have to start filtering through all these different things, realizing that Zuzu owns so much of everything. But eventually you discover, and this is, this is proper... Badlands, like this is really like this is in a sort of like a land of kind of constant twilight, but there is Tay one there. big old hangar, <laughs> one big old hangar that is yeah. up for rent, that is not owned by Princess Zuzu in and any way that you can owns tell. Everything. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. 
However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Boris, now, looking here on the Shadowlands, it seems to be a lot of prime, prime real estate. But uh, everything seems to be bloody owned by Zuzu. Now, can you pull up a map of the underground, of the sewers, of the abandoned rail networks or any kind of passenger cargo train systems? There must be something down there that we can use. Cleo and I have seen it firsthand. That's where we found Reese in the first place. Like a cave! That's where we became hole experts. I have good news and bad news, Dr. Z. Oh, no. Well, now, the I mean, bad news is... Uh, well... I, 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 right. I knew we were coming... I, I already knew we were coming to Midspace, of course. So, obviously, the first thing I checked was the sewer maps. Ah, brilliant, Boris. <laughs> and that's the bad news. Great. Okay. No no qualms off well, the yes. it's... <laughs> the sewers. The sewers are very small. There's no way that we would get Reese inside. Ah, bugger. But you mentioned, you mentioned the subways, you mentioned the, the public transport. Yes, Boris. Now, as you know, the Terrans and the Wraith and the Sense, the, the Sense, the Sense, all work, they all work together to build Midspace thousands of years ago. Yes, Boris. Yeah, we knew that. I, I have a certain interest in the, uh, the technologies of the ancient Terrans, and as such, I have many friends who know about these things, and I have a friend that knows all about the ancient trains. The ancient what? Trains. The terrain. Yes, the ancient terrain. The the, the trains, Cleo, you you know what I'm saying. (laughs) You mean like, no, I know what he's talking about, so I know I've seen a (laughs) train. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Trains out, you know it's train. <laughs> oh, poor Boris! What? What is? What is Boris talking about? He's talking about ancient terrain, Drake. <laughs> nah, look, y'all. All terrain is ancient. <laughs> y'all. True it's, point. It's trains. What trains? What in Glob's name is a train? Well, it's like a spaceship, but right? it's long. It's long. Well, that's a, that's just a speeder. Nope, it's real long. And you know what's weird about it? Trevor, you're going to hate this. You're going to hate this, but I've seen it. They don't go anywhere but where they already been. What, what good is that? I don't know that part. <laughs> I love the way you answer questions, Taylor. How are you supposed to fly something, Boris? Well, don't fly, Trevor. That's the thing. You ain't never I seen this. I appreciate that you're an intelligent fellow, but this obsession with redundant technologies, well... It'd better pay off in this instance because this is ridiculous. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Trevor, people like a train. Makes a great noise. You heard it. Boris, do it again. Weezy! That was a brilliant noise, Trevor. You can't deny it. That is a brilliant noise. Taylor wanted that noise. I ordered that. That was not to serve any plot purpose. I guess you'd be hearing it all the bloody time because it just travels to the same places. Well, yeah, you actually... That's... I think that's why people like it. Yes, my friend, he goes to anywhere with us to trains. Dias, of course, is one of the, one of the few. He likes, right. to, he likes to stand and watch them come past. He calls it, um, train 
Watsing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you fucking fought that so hard. <laughs> Brilliant. Here's the thing. You better not get in the way of it. What is it? Midspace used to have a train system. And I've got the map. Right there. Well, plug and us in, Boris. A very crudely drawn three-dimensional map that just traverses the entirety of mid-space. Ooh, oh my god. Both above and below heck, ground. Yes, heck, yes, But there is heck, one point yes. where Boris is pointing animatedly, where it seems that this is what joined the light and the dark side all those years ago. Is what, in the, in the dark side is this, you know, this, this high monorail bridge that sort of traveled through between the skyscrapers that no longer appears to exist at all. It's obviously just been smashed down by, you know, time, by, by all the things that have happened in this place over oh thousands of years. God, I love it. But at a certain point, heading up to a cliff to the, um, the higher up light city, it went into a tunnel, a big wide tunnel, a tunnel wide enough for multiple trains to go back and forth past one another and thus wide enough for the grey dragon to fly well, in well, well. somewhere well, 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 beneath well, well. the city of the light city of well. midspace beneath the notice of princess zuzu where there must be some stations <laughs> we're moving in well cleo trevor boris i think it's time we go scout out this location we're gonna be a train boris <laughs> <laughs> i don't say this often enough but uh you're sometimes useful to have around. <laughs> That's the way we feel about you, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, looking a little sullen as the four of you make your way back to the, um, the spaceport. The four of you strut your way back around the corners of mid-space, back to the spaceport. Trevor sort of just like giving a giving a, a surly nod to Zuzu's guards, who are clearly keeping a very close eye on you as you all go back to the ship and sort of like looking a little bit concerned, one of them sort of, you know, pulling up a little communication device and just sort of murmuring something into it. Clearly they are literally spying on you. <laughs> as you, um, you get in there and load back into the, the Grey Dragon. Reese, uh, as, as you all sort of step on, like, I am pleased to see you back. Oh, Trevor, we, we are going somewhere. We'll explain soon, Reese. I need, to, I need to fly fast so that they can't follow us. We need to do this secretively, right? Oh, yeah. Fire my stealth drive at the ship. It's too big, right? There's nowhere Ooh. near big enough. Nowhere, okay. Nowhere near that big would enough. Be, that would make it obvious that we're being okay. shitty, though. We know where the cameras are, right? Did you just Well, the cameras are just going to see you leave the spaceport anyway. No, but we know where the cameras are, though. You know where the cameras are? There's just these big-ass security cameras in the corners of the rooms. Uh, it's probably too convoluted, but I was thinking we get something that goes and flies in front of them, and then I like invisibility the things that are sitting in front of the cameras, so then it looks like no. Or you could hack them. Yeah, you could hack it to like glitch. Again, like, all they're gonna see is you leaving the spaceport, which the guards who are already in That's contact true. with Zuzu doesn't, Zuzu doesn't matter. Are yeah, definitely gonna see. Yeah. All right. No, you're right. <laughs> we're we're too excited. I'm too excited. I'm so excited. Thing. We don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to mess it up. Let me have my spies. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, Dickie, of course. Have your spies. Keep your secrets. Zuzu has to remain a credible threat. <laughs> Let me have my spies. Um, so, Trevor, 
just you know, not giving anyone a chance to react, just fires things up. You're all sort of like shuddering about getting into your chairs because he's just leapt onto his seat, fired the thing up. He's sh showing off again, of course, taking off like super quick. You don't even know how he's managed to fire things up so quickly because he's in the air before the landing gear is doing anything, before anything knows because he he knows ships and he knows how to you know how to how to trick the system to fire up engines when the engines should be firing before the power's fully burdened. Damn. Long or short of it, you're in the air oh, and sort of yes. coming out out the gates. The, these guards are sort of like watching you, like looking stunned. Like oh. one of them looks like he's going to rush off, try and scan the skyline to see where you go, but there's no hope. You're out of the spaceport before the poor guards can react Look whatsoever. Bloody excellent work, Trevor. Yeah. Now, as long as they don't have too many people watching the skies, I mean, we might be all cycle round through the uh, through the dark side just a little bit. Give us a little bit of a flyover. <sighs> So Trevor, flying across above mid-space, you see a lot of people like looking up, gawking, and then suddenly you're too high to see people anymore. And he goes right up to where only satellites will be picking you up now, or maybe like small stealth crafts where they're following you. But again, Trevor is a somewhat unparalleled pilot. The chances are of anyone tailing you very low as he just rockets over mid-space. The familiar sights as he cycles around the station towards the night side, the dark city. And here you see like these spires, shiny obsidian black with just these these lights and they're all, all the windows are strangely tall and thin. So there's just these spots of fluorescent light from whatever's inside these buildings. Again, like, Bloody you hell. don't know a heck of a lot. Trevor, you never told me that your human buildings look so much like those on a total Medusa. Well, I don't think these ones are human. I, well, they're bloody I mean, beautiful. I don't know. You'd have to ask... You'd have to ask Boris about this ancient city stuff, but... I will. Anyway, let's uh, just loop us around into the darkness here a bit. And as you sort of zoom around, you get a, a real sort of view, and you can see now that the city, it has a grandness and scope to it, but as you get a bit closer, you realise that this really is a bit of a grim place. Like, uh, as you get a little bit closer down to the streets, you can see that there's not a lot of people, but there are people just patrolling heavily armed oh. and as they walk past it is like scatterings of small sentient creatures sort of vanishing back into the buildings entire sections of the city just the light just dead and gone and out with like little flickers of flames from inside as though people don't have any electricity in there whatsoever just burning things to keep the lights on oh shit as you swoop around this and come back towards the cliffs and it is a big broad wide cliff made of scrap because you know, these aren't natural cliffs so it's, uh, it's, a, it's a place where basically there's like a join in the plates that make up Midspace Station. Oh, yeah. Almost like the front of like a giant ship, this big angled cliff of metal. And there's streams of water. And it looks as though like waste from the, um, for the upper part of Midspace is just showering down into the night city. So a giant shit waterfall. And Randy! Shit waterfalls <laughs> shit everywhere. Shit storm's coming, Randy. And then... <laughs> As, uh, as Trevor sidles around, like looking at Boris's map for reference, you see it. Darker patch in the cliff. I mean, you are, you know, you don't have the lights of midspace to light up the sort of underside of this cliff, so it's all quite dark, but there is a darker section. And as you approach it, you realize that it is the double tunnel, the train tunnel, and there are the remnants of these twin monorail lines still in there. There's not really much of it left, but you can sort of see, like, just these lines in there as oh. Trevor takes you in. 
and then you suddenly you are you're rushing past these these ways as all of a sudden you're inside the train tunnels Trevor you bloody did it Boris you bloody did it Cleo they did it we're trying I guess we want to be in the closest safe in it, the furthest from, furthest from the city, and of course the closest to this exit for Reese. So we have a look. Let's, let's scope it out. Let's scope it out. So looking at the map, you can see like this tunnel, it goes a fair way under the Shadowlands, under the border of the two cities. Not super far before there is like an opening, a big wide opened up section. There must have been some sort of train station. And flying, you know, at sort of like a smugly fast speed, because now you've got your, your Grey Dragon lights in here lighting up the tunnels. You can see it's just oh, chrome wow. all around, like dirty, rusty chrome. Whoa. Because Ooh. you're inside a metal tunnel built in a space station. I was not expecting it to oh be chrome, God. though. That's nice. Wow. Whizzing by. And then suddenly, pfft, opens up. It's just areas like a big triple height ceiling. Oh. There's what looks like some sort of like platform where Probably hundreds of midspace denizens could have uh, boarded and disembarked the trains. Either side of the tracks, the tracks almost like a bridge that goes all the way through this opened-up station. There's the big platforms on either side. There's then it seems like there's doors and rooms and spaces where like all the administration of the station took place. There's a lot of rubble, and there's one overturned train that um, poses the biggest problem as it is just ripped apart and flipped over, covering the entirety of one of the two platforms, giving Trevor only one place to land for now. Damn, this is cool. Cleos, is that one of those trains you talked about? <laughs> let me, let me look. Scoot over. That's it. That's a train. It's a big one. It's a big one, Zeezwala. Sometimes they are smaller. That's a train. Looks mighty impressive. There it is. Look at how many carriages it's got. All of them uniquely modelled after the other. It's almost like a collection of unique things oh all in a uniform <laughs> line. I'm sure the pilot that drove this thing back and forth along a straight line was very talented as well. Oh, had to be. Yeah, I imagine they would be quite talented, Trevor. It's actually quite nice of you to uh, recognise other people's strengths right there. So, um, yeah, good on you, Trevor. Right, well, I'll take her down... I'll take her down just right here, yes? There we go. And Trevor lands the Grey Dragon, keeping all of the lights, all of your all of your sort of spotting lights all illuminated, because that's the only thing that can light this area at the moment, landing it. In a, in a bit of rubble on one of these platforms, and you realise now the full scope of the size of this place, because as he lands, there's still, like, fully half of this platform that's just available is, like, big, wide-open space, and then, you know... Obviously, uh, double that again on the other side, although it has a overturned train on it. Oh my god, we're actually in this thing. I know, we're actually here. So damn cool, I can't believe we're here. It's fucking amazing. We have a hideout. And that's, it's a bit of a shitty hideout at the moment, but then again, no you way, know. No you, way, no way. You've got the entirety of your, your grey dragon anyway, so like you've got power and lights and food and shit. Reese, 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 call, call, yes, call Reese. Get in touch. Reese. Rice! Doctor! Rice! Doctor! Oh, there he is. It took so Rice. long. Rice! Yeah. No, don't worry, Cleo. Yes, We've now got Rice. Rice, how do you like it? It is somewhat familiar. Uh, is there what? anywhere in particular that you would like to have us clear out and call the uh, landing spot Prime? Whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> landing spot Prime. <laughs> Rice, you been in here? 
You seen this? You know about trains? I have never been in this location, Cleo. Midspace was built around me. Oh, what? So, uh, Reese is older than trains. <laughs> well, he's at least the same age as these trains. Right. Oh my god. Well then, I uh, imagine it's time to uh, boot up and scout out this location. Excellent. Uh, well, I, I think I need to uh, just sort of get down there and like uh, you know clear out some of the rubble underneath the landing gear. I, I don't fancy that we're on very secure terrain, so perhaps the three of you could look about. How are you going to pick things up by yourself, Trevor? You're a little guy. Well, thing is, Cleo, I wasn't really going to pick them up. And he's uh, giving you a wink as he pulls out a few tiny little explosives kits. <laughs> <laughs> How do you expect me to not want in on that? Yeah. Like... <laughs> Trevor? Yes, Cleo? I see what you got there. I see what you got there. They're only, only small ones. I won't damage the ship. I ain't worried about that. Don't do a big one if I can't see it. Uh, right, well, I'll, 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 I'll try and keep that in mind, Cleo. Okay, because uh, I like the big ones. Well, we've got an entire train over there that you could explode. All right, just... I'm going out. <laughs> you can, Cleo, you cannot explode that train. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> fine, fine. Well, look, I, I'll, I'll blow up anything that doesn't look like it's part of a train. How about that? And I'll save a few big ones for you, Cleo. All right. Just remember you said that. I'm just trying to make sure that the ship doesn't fall over, okay? I know that's important, but it's also important that I am here for all the explodes. I think that's that's just how it is. Okay, well, I'm not going to explode everything. I don't want to do more work than I have to. All right, fine. Fine. We're going. We're going. Keep going. So as you all disembark... From the Grey Dragon, stepping out into what may be your new place of re- residence for uh, the foreseeable future, out into this uh, this abandoned ancient train tunnel, you see that it's it's going to be a bit of a fixer-upper. There's there's work to be done. You're going to need to set up some sort of like floodlights or spotlights or something in this place just so you can see what you're doing better. There's a lot of trash that's going to have to be, I mean, maybe exploded, but eventually some of it's going to have to be like swept up and carted off somewhere else. The whole train thing, like, you know, it's, it's cool, it's a piece of history, but it is also covered in rust, covered in some sort of, like, fungal growths, tipped over, caved in in sections. It's, uh, it's a little bit of an eyesore, like, uh, if, if, if um, Boris wants to restore the thing, that's all well and good, but you're going to have to do something about it. But anyway, uh, as you all step out, Trevor... train. I mean, that'd be the easiest way to, to get around uh, under the city, wouldn't it? We ha- you know that we have to have that. Like, build this battle train. Oh, my God. <laughs> battle train that we can only fight people with if they come in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if they come in here, they're because, fucked. Because, like, you know, <laughs> they can only go where they've been. Yeah. They can... <laughs> so as, as you sort of, like, start sort of, you know, spreading out Boris for his part, is just starts, you know, like, rushing up to things. He's already sort of climbed up onto the rail, sort of like tottering over to the other side, bouncing over to the other side to have a look at the train, sort of trying to like, you know, pull away some of the growth. There's all sorts of like these weird, almost sort of vaguely bioluminescent fungal growths all over it. Ooh. Ripping some of that away to try and see if he can get at the door. Cleo, I imagine, sort of looking wistfully over one shoulder as Trevor starts... uh, yeah, you know, making little pop bangs as he's like putting these, planting these tiny explosives and blowing up some of the debris. The the grey dragon sort of settling onto more sturdy terrain as he uh, destroys some of the trash beneath it. Ooh. Well, I mean, it works, Trevor. So you are now you're in this big open area, and there are the tracks going 
like, a, I mean, it's a train station. So there's tracks going deeper towards the center of mid-space as you know it, and then back out towards the tunnel. And then there are these two big platforms. And then there is, on your, the side that you're already on, there are a couple of doors. The doors, well, they're doorways. The, door, the doors are long gone. The door's been ripped off their hinges. Mm-hmm. And you can see one of them just sort of leads into like a kiosk that was maybe for people to pay or something. It's uh, into the end. There's just sort of a room with, uh, with a window looking back out at where you are. Yeah. Another one of them goes back into a further section and it, it opens up into a little corridor and there's rooms. These rooms, you can't even get into. They are just so full of shit. There's one of them. The first, you know, the first door on the right is just sticks and fungal growths and bits of trash. Like it's like blocking it up. And it looks as though something has been building a nest in there. Oh. I knew it. I knew this would happen. And then sort of further down the corridor, you see a door that, again, is blown off its hinges. And you see like there's, the whole thing is full of these glowing mushroom things. And you can see what looks like a very destroyed pipes coming out of places. Like maybe this was a bathroom all that all that time ago. Ooh. But there's there's no there's no toilet, there's no shower, like none of that's still there. Doctor Z's like, we're about to install a bathroom. We're gonna in install here. a like I'm scouting <laughs> so far I've seen potential spot for cafeteria and merchandise store. And uh and then now a bathroom area. Brilliant. I'm worried about the nest. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm because s- just drifting over that a bit. I know, but I'm like, of course, there's a fucking nest down there. <laughs> just a bit. Of course, there's just a nest a bit. down here. Like, I, I knew, I didn't, I knew. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I knew there was something. There'd be something. The minute that we saw this place and it was amazing, I knew something. I mean, heck, Cleo, should we ain't, investigate this ain't nest? Nothing free. We should, shouldn't we? I mean, yeah, yeah we, we probably, probably should. should because if we don't. It'll investigate us later. I'm going to do a um, telepathy roll and try and scan the area and try and see, like, what is there. It's a 23. 23. That's a pretty good roll. Oh, finally. Ah, for those back at home, I've just rolled a 19 (gasps) on a mystery roll here. Oh, and he put a plus five on it as well, you cheeky little devil. So... Sensing out here, there are small life forms sort of all around. Very, very small life forms. Like, nothing to be worried about. They, they seem, again, like perhaps some sort of rodents or similar scavenging creatures, but much smaller than those that are on um, Prospect Town. And no signs of any swarms. But what you do sense is a shielded and guarded mind of something highly telepathic. Cleo? And it's, it's clearly trying to hide itself from you when it senses you reaching out. It's, it's trying actively to hide itself, but it didn't quite manage it. Cleo. Say. I'm going to need your help here. There is something here. As you can see, nesting. I'm going to try and reach out and communicate with it. Please have that fancy new axe of yours ready. Okay. <laughs> the long pause. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you can still hear these these tiny little explosions as Trevor is uh, blowing up trash, and these. Oh my gosh! You got to have to be inside here. It's amazing. Of Boris climbing inside the train. All right, I quickly uh, reach out on the comms as Cleo readies the ghost axe. Boris, Trevor, come in. Yes, Doctor. Please pause all bombing. We've found something. Would like a moment's silence while I do this next bit. All right, well, let, let me know when you're 
Well, you're done with that then. Yeah. And after that, you need to come check out this train yes. because it's amazing. Boris, you can continue Boris, your a nest. playing, but we're investigating a nest. Just keep it down a bit. Boris! Okay, but some of the seats are still here. Well, Boris, sit in one of them and keep quiet. <laughs> I have been, I have been, Doctor. I don't know how Boris, you've been so loud. Boris, tell Trevor. Boris, have Trevor sit next to you and tell him a story about one of your bloody artifacts or something. Hold on, there's a nest, guys. There's a bloody nest. A nest. Also, clear. A nest. Uh, I may need your help communicating with such a uh, creature, much like we did with the jelly people and the pterodactyl. You mean like uh, diplomacy? Yes, Cleo, I'm going to need your diplomacy. Cleo's got away with critters. I can see why you would ask me. Cleo's got away with critters, and it would be it'd be stupid of me to ignore that because Cleo. If it lives in a nest, Cleo is best. Well, I'm going to approach this uh, nest and reach out again with uh, still riding in that 23. Just reach out and say, I am Dr. Z and I am here with Cleo. And I'm going to uh, kind of loop in Cleo into this chat. Cleo is going to project a thought. There is a snap of psychic energy lashing out at you. A, A very like a... What you interpret as being quite a um, quite a primal, instinctive, like snapping attack, you can tell that were your psychic defenses not what they are, this thing would have hurt you. Okay, can I project a thought? If uh, if Doctor Z facilitates that, yeah, I am. I'm gonna just act as a telephone line. Okay, I'm projecting a thought, and the thought is blue and green. Soothing colors, perhaps. <laughs> Um, God, how do I treat that? Give me, just give me a d20. <laughs> oh, nine. nine. There's like, what what you feel is, again, just this sort of, this, this feral hostility. And I've just rolled a 12. Oh. And Dr. Z, you, you can sense what is happening here. As whatever it is, it's sending out thought into the surrounding area. And it's reaching out to all those small little creatures in the area. And it's basically sending a message and a, 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 a compulsion and that compulsion is attack you have the opportunity to try and stop this thought before it reaches them or counter in some way I like I notice the call going out to something but uh, understanding that the call is coming out from this hive mind I will uh, walk towards the creature and say we're not here to do any harm we are looking for a safe place to lie low we're looking for a new place to call home. We do bring gifts. And I'll um, squirt out some of the everything sauce. Oh my, I just rolled a, a D100 here. And um, what does that mean? Uh, so many fucking micro super sewer rats are coming. <laughs> you hear this sort of, you know, this, this, this quiet contemplation. Meanwhile, rats start scurrying out. And they, they are basically rats. They, they're not really rats. They, they kind of look like, they've got like a short stubby face, almost like, like, a, like a beaver or, a, or even like a bear, like these little earless bear things just scurrying out and just sort of lunging at Cleo's armored boots. They can't really do any sort of real damage, but they're just sort of like, you know, throwing themselves limply at her. They're not attacking? They're attacking, but they're but- just, they, they're, they're tiny. They can't do anything to you. Are they, like, how are they attacking? Is this, like, a claw and teeth thing? Yeah. 
So they're, they're just okay. they're like leaping in with like front claws and teeth and it's going, ah! and then sort of like just bouncing off your armored boots. Oh my God, I am actually at a loss. Like, I love it. I know I should stop it somehow. I mean, they are a little bit like tiny bears. But I like it a lot. And I want to be nice to them. I mean, they're only, they're only attacking because they've been mind controlled. So yeah, it's, it's not their fault. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna like plant myself. I'm gonna unwrap a candy from my snack pocket and drop it to them. And then I'm gonna like build up like a thought of being a large animal like them that only wants to live as a pack. <gasps> and I'm gonna project it. I'm gonna imagine projecting it like a dome. <sighs> so Cleo, obviously sort of like pushed out by the psychic powers of Dr. Z trying to reason like for, for what it's worth these um these little these tiny bear rats they they won't listen to reason they are being mind controlled they're little zombie things at the moment attacking at you they even ignore the candy oh but God. as Dr. Z is approaching with the everything source and you know projecting this idea of a gift there is there's this this, this curious quietness and then was sort of a scratching and a rummaging as you can see the nest sort of moving a little bit. Just oh my god. Twitching. And you're getting a bit more of a scope of the size of the thing. So you realize that like yeah, you can only you're just looking through this doorway that's kind of blocked off with nest with just nest bits, but you realize that whatever's in there is you know, like the majority of what you think is nest is probably creature. Right. I'll take a step back from walking forward then and uh still reach out and say my, my, quite a large thing you are there. And you're not sensing any sort of direct intelligence. This, this thing is like, it's, it's, it's hearing the conceptual things. So like um, mm. Cleo being like, you know, like commonality as beast. You being like, I've brought you a gift. These are the only things that are really sort of sticking of these mm-hmm. communications. Okay. And they have this thing perplexed. Cleo. 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 See? See? You see that bloody great big nest there? Oh yeah, I'm, I was thinking about that could be like a nice, like a nice place for me. Yes, well, they seem just to hang out. They seem to only understand uh, grand scheme ideas, you know, big philosophy things. Language isn't working. What do you mean they? Uh, what do you mean they? It seems to be alive. That giant nest. Uh, that right. giant nest well, is uh, currently reaching out to all the rats, and well, that's why they're nibbling. Well, I mean, I like it here. I like a Duclio. And I would like to have a nest. So we can't leave. Mm-hmm. I guess we gotta think at it. We've got to think at it, Cleo. Alright. Meanwhile, Let's- these tiny little rats <laughs> just throwing themselves mindlessly at Cleo's boots, more and more approaching now. The floor kind of beginning to sort of swarm with them as there's just, you know, like dozens upon dozens, approaching probably a hundred of these little things all now, just sort of like lunging over top of one another, trying to attack Cleo and failing. I mean, I'm armored, so I'm good. Even if there are a ton of them, like, it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah, no, they're, they're, like, considering how strong you are as well, they really can't do anything to you. Zay! Yes. Yes, Cleo. Zay! Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, I said yes, Cleo. Did you talk to it? Cleo, it is not responding the way we communicate. It seems to really only understand the big ideas, the big emotions, the big colours, the big... You know, it's, it's not one for nuance, I don't think. Okay. Like Trevor. I got it. What, what is it, Cleo? We're going to need to ask for help. 
Everybody here, feel help. Help. Pulse okay, well, well, is Doctor gonna? All right, well, okay. I'm, I'm think. I'm thinking help. I'm... Make the help inside. We need, we need help. We've got a lot of Don't work to do it. here. That Don't needs say to be hospital. Okay, okay, okay. Do the help in your brain and like, <laughs> like Z. Pulse it out. Pulse out the help. We're all gonna so do is, it. Is Z help, gonna just help, grab help. all four of you and just sort of like drill this into this? Yeah, this, this I guess thing's so. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give me a fresh telepathy roll oh, for this. <laughs> fuck. Come on. Thirteen. Oh my god! Please, 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 please. Twenty-four. Oh, you dictators! <laughs> <laughs> so, Doctor Z, Doctor Z is like he's 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 pushing all these intentions in. This creature sort of throws up a psychic wall, but it is still listening. And as all your intentions, and it is it is sort of a mixed bag because you've got you know Cleo really just likes the idea of like oh that. Yeah, that could be quite a nice nest if it was mine. Dr. Z really just wants this thing kind of like not to be a problem, just to like, you know, not to not to hurt anyone and not to be sending these rats because they're really in the way and messy. Trevor, for his part, is really starting to realize that like clearing a, a, like a, an efficient landing zone, because even just taking off again is going to be a real mess on this pile of debris. And he's already regretting beginning to blow things up because he's all he's made for himself is <laughs> lots more smaller problems. Bloody Trevor trying oh to be God. too cool. Boris sitting in the sideways tipped over seat. More than anything, he just wants this train to be sort of you know put back oh. up on the on the um, on the on the rails and like in in one piece. So like there is this there's this sort of you know the, the concept of help is a bit garbled and confused as it's pushed mm. out of this creature. But one mm. thing's for certain, the rats suddenly sort of drop, like, you know, sort of like looking around all confused. Like one of them makes one last sort of nip at Cleo's boob and very quickly realizes that that's a stupid idea. A few of them are just fighting over the candy that was dropped. Some of them are sort of like, you know, like sort of looking and like coming cheekily close to Dr. Z because they can smell the everything source, but most of them scatter. as the compulsion clearly from the thing has been lifted. It's working, Cleo. And the nest inside seems you know it, it wriggles a little bit and then pff, it flattens out and you realize this nest it was no nest at all it was just a prestidigitation entity it was a whole bunch of trash bits of plant bits of debris bits of everything that was held together into this strange monstrous form oh wow and it just drops flat and you realize that this room isn't filled up at all like i mean obviously there's still like you know like half a foot of debris but the debris was sort of being held in this weird intimidating dome shape to try and it, to try and look like something dangerous as it just sort of drops out and you sort of see like just below your feet as it just whips past dr z bits of trash bits of rubble sort of moving and the sentience that dr z has been communicating with appears to be quite ethereal, almost like wow. a ghostly presence that is just controlling. It's moving from host to host of inanimate objects. Whoa. As it rushes past both of you, up the corridor, and you hear Trevor over combat. Like, Glob! Heck! What? Get in here, you... Oh, bang, get away from me! Space coast. Coast to coast. Trevor, Trevor, what the hell? What the heck? Just get out here, you guys, and have your weapons ready! Alright, we're on Z. our way. Yes, clear. Z, 
I don't think he's right about the weapons. I kind of agree with you there, Cleo. I don't think... I didn't get any bad vibes from this creature. We gotta go. But but don't do a weapon. All right, on your lead, Cleo. Okay, Cleo's gonna head out, um, and she's gonna be, like, like furrowed brow, very, like, measured movements. Trying to think nice thoughts. <laughs> she's just going, green, 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 green. Green, 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 green. So as you step back out onto the platform, into the station, you're you're welcomed by a uh, a pretty extreme sight. Trevor standing next to the grey dragon, holding both pistols, pointing them up into the air with a horrified look on his face. The platform is spotless. Whoa. But rearing up, almost filling all the way up to this triple height ceiling is a beast constructed of every single piece of debris and trash that filled the station. It is a goliath of of just sort of like writhing, twisting debris and trash. And it's staring down at at Trevor. Trevor, lower your guns. Guess they wouldn't do much against whatever the hell this thing is anyway as Trevor slowly holsters both guns. The thing sort of like, you know, quivering and calms its expression a little bit and then there's like just a gust of sudden wind. Trevor sort of almost blown over. The two of you sort of feeling the sort of the thing as all that debris and trash just rockets up the tunnel back where you came in. Just vanishing right up along the track. And you can hear the almost the echoing clatter as it's just smacking along the walls all the way out. Wow. It's vanishing. Is the creature still here? And Dr. Z can no longer sense its presence. Well, that's in here. <laughs> and as you sort of you look around and you're like, suddenly this giant job that uh, that Trevor was like really wishing he didn't have to do, has been instantly done for him as all the all the trash is gone. And as you look across the tracks, you can see that Boris's train has been turned upright. <gasps> this is Stardew Valley shit, you guys. <gasps> Wait. <laughs> Wait. It helped. It helped us. It it did all the things you guys wanted. Oh my god. Oh my glob. It let us have peace with the bear rats. It stopped being a problem. It fixed the train. And it cleared so a landing that, spot. And it cleaned the mess. I gotta reach out. I gotta try and find this creature Damn. again. I'm gonna focus on Cleo on the green. And I'm gonna reach out another telepathy. 18. <laughs> you ga- get the faintest hint of it. It seems as though this Sticky creature a 21 scattered the, de- the debris and just dropped it down off the cliff and then vanished into one of the, s- the small sewer openings, perhaps living in another area, another area filled with clutter for it to inhabit, somewhere not far from you, but it is now shielding its presence from Dr. Z. I'm going to scream out then, uh, telepathically and vocally. Thank you! We shall return the favor anytime. Anything that you need, we'll be here. Green, 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 green. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so that cool though, so because cool. we initially fucked up. I know. Like, we didn't roll well enough to do a good communication, and we sent this fragmented message, and it worked anyway in a different way. Dick, Dick magicked us because. I'm guessing 
Not yeah. everything we meet is fucking hostile to begin with. So have we leveled up mentally? Oh, no. The whole world is not against not. you but- is the lesson, <laughs> you know? The world isn't against you. Sometimes you just don't understand. Sometimes there's just a strange being lurking inside the place you want to live in. Well, yeah, that's true actually. <laughs> <laughs> like some That's fair. <laughs> weird nervous pile of possessed debris. Mood. Amazing. I mean, that reminded me of like Spirited wow. Away, the um you know, the trash creature, the, the, the water <gasps> oh, dragon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, my idea is definitely it is like, you know, spirits of the forest type thing, except that it is like, you know, the, the spirits of the yeah. trash. No, that was brilliant, Dickie. Cleo. Trevor. Hey. Boris. Is everyone okay? <sighs> Amazingly so. Uh, what was that thing? A nest. That was a wild nest. Yes. I believe Cleo was right. Some type of wild nest. Well, whatever it was, it saved me a lot of trouble. Look at this! Everybody, look at the train! Look at that. And the trash is gone. Yeah, that's the same. I did want to look through it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. And them rats. Them little bear rats. They're gone, too. Well, thank goodness for that. We don't want them getting into the food. Cleo's going to be leaving food out for him. Cleo and I have uh, business uh, topside, on the light side. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to see what is missing in this train and make a list of parts. Right, brilliant. Sounds very, very exciting. Okay, well, the ship landing section is all sorted, so, uh, well, I'm just going to have a little walk around the tunnels and see if I can't find, uh, perhaps a room for myself. Right, yes, well, everyone needs a private spot. Trevor! Trevor! Trevor. Yeah, yeah, yes, Cleo. If you see it, think green. Heck, I forgot that thing might be back. Right, oh, I won't travel too far. But think green at it. Yes, think green at it, Trevor. Green. What was that the word or the colour? Both. But mostly the picture. <laughs> and the feeling. And the taste. What does green taste? Okay. And the stank. <laughs> green stank. It's very simple. And warm green, like a swirl. Heck. But also like a splat. <laughs> you know. You know what? I may, I might, I might just, I might just, might just take care of some chores I had on the ship. Suit yourself. <laughs> so as uh, as you unload a Doctor Z's fishbowl little fighter ship. As Boris is sort of, you know, exploring the train and as Trevor is nervously looking about a little bit and Jordan is finally released to soar about inside this this triple height big old train station. There's, there's room to fly about. Jordan looks perfectly comfortable in, in, the, in the caves, having been born in similar caves. Well, maybe not similar caves, in naturally formed caves, actually. But still. That's such a fucking and cool And almost image. certainly... Almost certainly going to hunt out and snap up some of those little bear rats, but uh, what you don't know can't hurt you after all, Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> he is a he's, he's a tame beast, but he's a beast. That's fair. But anyway, leaving everybody to uh, their administrative duties, the two of you fly off to meet Dr. Z's contact. Flying back up the tunnel, which you can see as the creature, the green thing, exited. It had um, taken all the trash with it, and this, this corridor, it's all scratched up and rusted, but it is pristine in terms oh, of wow. dirt and grime. All the, all the debris has been cleared out of there. Heck, Cleo, whatever that was, it's done a brilliant job. 
Doctor Z piloting out, you know, it's a little bit wavy. You can tell, like, if you were trying to get out of here in the Grey Dragon, you'd have to, like, succeed some piloting rolls to not scrape the edges on your way out. But in the fishbowl, it's okay. You've got plenty of clearance to, um, to fly out. Nice. <laughs> and sort of out, back out on the cliffs, overlooking the dark city and cycling back round to midspace. It's a relatively uneventful journey. You don't notice that anyone is paying any particular attention to you. It's a repurposed Terran ship, but that's not unheard of in midspace. You know, there's all sorts of deserters and thieves and all kinds of people here. So no one's really going to balk at something like that unless it's actually flashing um, Imperial call signs. Mm. You take it to what is like sort of a busy, busy, bustling night district of midspace. There is two competing casinos either side of the street just neon lights all over them one of them has got sort of like this old timey Terran elegance to it you know it's got red red curtains and and uh, sort of old polished fake plastic wood everywhere whereas the other one is just like a mismatch of like non-matching neon signs and lights and flashing in colours so they're, they're catering to two different Heck crowds yeah. but uh, you know but anyway sort of nestled Attached to the um, the bright colours casino, is an arcade that uh, that Doctor Z had sort of scaled out. It's, it's basically like it's you know he's getting the kids of midspace hooked on gambling before <laughs> oh, no. they're allowed to to go into the casinos. But uh, it's, it's obviously it's not marketed that way. It's, it's like a fun land, which is where Doctor Z has told the mysterious contact to meet. Of course. Do I have a description of what we're looking for, or just a spot that where we're going to stand? I'd say that maybe you've given them a like a spot to meet, maybe in front of the um, the dance dance fusion mm. game set or something. Clear. See. I've told See. I've told the contact to meet us in front of dance dance fusion. Hopefully they'll be here any time now. It's uh, well, there's no harm trying to get a quick high score while we wait. In our new, you know, a bit. I bet we even dance better like this in our new outfits. I bet we do dance better like this. Outfits equal better dancing. I ain't been this light in years. Exactly, clear. Coming into the uh, the arcade, you can see there's there's, there's kids around. There's, there's a lot of like sort of surly preteens of, of all kinds of species. Obviously, some of them are of different ages. So like yeah, the the young synths. Some of them are only days old, but they obviously have a, a much higher maturity than um, organic life forms. And there are a lot of synths here, because synths love the arcade, you know, mainly because it's, they're really good at cheating at them. Oh. So there's, there's often your first, sort of like, gaggles of, like, of synths with, um, with like, you know, one or two um, organics that they've basically brought along to show off in front of. So there's kids here all playing on the games. There's, um, there's a little bit of a line for the Dance Dance Fusion machine, because there's this one adult, this one balding, overweight darks, who's just hogging the machine, going for a high score. Oh as kids are sort of like watching bored as the two of you get out there looking about like maybe seeing if anyone could possibly be your contact you're mostly just seeing children but there is one person standing in in a shadowy corner like literally behind an arcade machine and they look like you know the only other sort of adult in this place other than the uh, the the one um, dance dance fusion fanatic and they are all you can really see is like yeah, like a sort of a shadowed face and torso. And then you can see very tight leather trousers over sort of quite shapely legs. Uh, some tall Damn. boots. They're quite uh, okay. pointed at the front. Oh. But with uh, 
chrome sort of caps and armoring all sort of just lashed onto them in quite a, a loose fashion. And you can also oh. see like a, just a tiny dot of light from a cigarette that's being smoked. Well, someone wants to be noticed, huh, Cleo? <laughs> Check Space them. bard, space bard, I'm a space bard. Yes. <laughs> Burning like a G-class star. And uh, as the two of you even look in that direction, the figure steps out from the shadows. And it's a, a tall woman. Long, wavy blonde hair. Oh. Wearing a, a bomber jacket, leather trousers, all sorts of, uh, yeah, like this is space merc gear with a, a sniper rifle sort of positioned on her Love back. Love a sniper rifle. Leather gloves and all the goods and a sash with just explosive kits and grenades dangling everywhere. Something for everyone. And she looks a little bit familiar to Cleo, and as she steps out of the shadows, Cleo realizes that she knows this woman. <gasps> what? Cleo recognizes this woman from her days on Dias. Oh my god. Oh my it's god. Margot Blue Eyes McCracken. <gasps> one of Cleo's chief rivals in banditry and 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 tomfoolery on Dias, a, a girl about her same age with similar skill set from an opposing group of uh, group of goons, and Cleo, Cleo would recognise that face and that smug smile anywhere as she steps out. Oh my god! And as um, as Margot steps forward, she looks straight at Cleo, her eyes widening, stepping forward, reaching out a finger and pointing. Y'all must think I'm crazier than the hind legs of a prawn to think I'd be getting on any ship with one of them. glad you ended it because yes. I am like completely fucked. I can't, I didn't know what to say. I was already excited about the fucking nest. Oh yeah, the nest was fucking amazing. The, the that nest, was exciting. The nest was way more exciting than I ever planned for it to be. <laughs> like that thing has to come back now. I thought that was like Coward 2.0. Like we were about to get like a house I, pet. I mean it is Coward 2.0, yeah. isn't yeah. it? <laughs> but I thought like it's too powerful a thing to give you as a house pet. Like yeah. literally like a thing that can possess inanimate objects. Like that thing can't be like. You can't have it. It can't be all the way on your side. It we can't, can't be, have everything. Yeah. No, that's true. It can't be there living with you, sorting don't, shit out for you because it's too. It's don't too good. Don't ever repeat that powerful. to me that I said that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, for for a brief moment, I was thinking, oh, like maybe it, like you know, it forms itself into something useful, and it's just sort of there, like as I like, actually. You've got so much fucking shit like that. Like you've got Reese. No, but I love like, that they're like um, having yeah. this thing. Like the Spirited Away's um, soot balls, you know? Just like... Yeah, they're kind of like... They're a bit like you don't understand them. They yeah. don't speak your language. They're just these these forces. And so, obviously, send Fuck. Cleo forward. Cleo will talk to them. <laughs> Cleo will figure out a way. I was not sure what to do. I just was like, green. I, I like the whole green thing. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. To another episode. Oh, Heck, we have made Heck. it. 
And uh, if you want to support the show, well, here are some small ways you can do it. The smallest way, but a huge way, uh, would be going on to iTunes and rating us five stars. That's the Give way. us those five stars. <laughs> yeah. That is the way that podcasts grow in the ranking system. It sucks, I know, but that's how it is at the moment. So head on over there. Yeah, if you if you ain't done it yet, do it. Because like we, uh, we we could use Honestly, it, apparently. It's the biggest thing ever. It it one every time we get one rating, it just jumps us up like a like a huge amount. And it's it's brilliant. It's so good. And then that's how we can get the show in front of more people. So uh yeah. Obviously, you know, you can always just tell your friends, tell your parents, oh, tell your pets. Please do. Please do. We'd love to have Especially them listen. Especially your pets. Yeah, unless unless they're scared of the word bastard, in which case, yeah, they're not gonna uh, be able to handle anything not else like either. Our show. That is fair. So that's fine, we forgive them. Yeah. Um I mean, obviously, there's there's the very direct and obvious. Uh, give us some money on Patreon. Oh, <laughs> you generous thing, you! Whoa, you'll that's... get some you'll get some prizes back out of oh. it. Uh, not at least what type of prizes. Is that uh, I will sing. I will sing your name at the end of each episode. Oh. <gasps> but you can also get our second podcast, Sidearm. What and. You can listen to our Dungeons and Dragons campaign from yesteryear. Oh, that's two whole other things to listen to. Two Plus, whole like, shows. You know, like other little bits. We've got a secret section of our Discord you can get to. Which mm-hmm. is all the stuff. But uh, speaking of uh, speaking of singing the names of the patrons, are you ready, Dicky? I think it's time for are that. Are you ready to sing? Oh, I feel a song are coming on. Are you ready, Captain? Aye, aye, kid. I can <laughs> hear you. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I'll keep it by the dungeon. I'm Lucas Duff. Marcus Braggleman and the Bear Queen. We got on Nicola. <laughs> Randy's got a shit storm. And Wildbus 999 He's uh, digging up the lawn (laughs) (laughs) Trevor forever And Ben Funky Wee Man Duff is a wizard She lives in a can (laughs) We got dog meat We got a Shima we got a Jimmy Pale the Artist and Max the Pen Maker, Bodie Drawers, and Waco Animate Sound. Everybody else, we're gonna burn at the stake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant, Dickie. Oh. If you don't want to be a part of that, you're out of your dang mind. Oh, you've lost your mind. <laughs> you're out of your dang mind. Lost it completely. Oh. Oh. That's gonna go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, blues, ever. blues. It's the easiest, easiest starter, freestyle. Apparently, well, you did it great. I'm about it. I'm about it. Well, thank you, everyone, and we will see you next time. Same bastard time, same bastard network. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, oh. fortnightly, backwater bastards. Bah. Yeehaw. Cha-cha. Tune in next time for another edge of your seat adventure in space with the Backwater Bastards. If you enjoy listening, but also have eyes, check out our Instagram where we post drawings, illustrations, character art from our adventures. Backwater underscore bastards.
Check out our Instagram on Instagram. AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts.